1: Hi, everybody, Russ from hammers 11 Hope you're all safe and well. If you're new to the channel, please consider subscribing, hitting the bell icon so you made it anytime we put new content on. <sighs> Happy New Year to everyone. Everybody as well. Um, I was going to say, uh, yeah, th- don't forget our channel sponsors, Untuck It. Check them out in the description below. Christ, better not forget them. Um, anyway, I hope everyone is safe and well. Um, today's guest is a regular on um, the West End Way. Uh, it's Jeff Wilkinson. Hi, Jeff. How are you, man?
0: Hi, Russ. Thanks for having me on, mate. Absolute pleasure. How are you? How's things for you, buddy? yeah no not too bad mate not too bad obviously um just trying to keep keep my mind busy and occupied so i appreciate doing this this afternoon actually it, feel, it feels <laughs> fun, doesn't it? So, but, um, yeah everything's good mate um obviously enjoying at least we've got some elite sport on the telly and west ham are doing all right for us so it's keeping me going
1: they are in it they are it's like we just spoke before we started um you know how 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 could how do we cope with that sort of 100 days without no premier league football but it was different then because before then we were shit, and so you know a hundred days without us looking at the league table wasn't a bad thing. Um, whereas like now it's like if we had a hundred days it would be typical, wouldn't it? Typical West Ham.
0: Um, back then every weekend that passed where we uh, we didn't get beat was uh, was uh, a reprieve. But now, adult, yeah, I look forward to every game. Do you know what I mean? Um, I mean I'm even looking forward to this this cup game and seeing a f- seeing a few of the other players getting getting a chance and. It's um yes it's not it's not a terrible time to be a West Ham fan at the moment is it No
1: no it ain't. and it's it's such a typical West Ham thing because we always every time we seem to get into a a bit of a, a role, um something happens whether it's an international break or the season ends or something like that and we come back and we're always shit for about two or three weeks until we sort of get back into it again and you know I mean that's why I was quite glad that you know Boris decided that elite sport continues because. From a purely west ham perspective than anything else it's uh it means hopefully we can keep this run going while it while it lasts enjoy it while it lasts isn't it mate to be honest
0: yeah i, I think it's absolutely essential um that, that elite sport keeps going and you know it's, if, if people are locked down in their houses and they can't socialize they can't see their friends and family mm-hmm. if you turn the telly on and you've got something that can can occupy you then then it's a godsend for mental health right? yeah exactly and it's not the you know the mental health battle at the moment. So I think it's only and I'm and that's the first thing. Um in the WhatsApp group with, with all the lads last night, as, as Boris was talking about um the lockdown, everyone was just going, right, but is, is football still going? And and it yeah. just knows how many people have got their hopes pinned on that. Um so um it's great news that it it was still going ahead.
1: Well, it's a distraction, isn't it? It's a distraction away from things, and it's like not just the ninety minutes, but it's the lead up, it's the aftermath, it's the analysis, you know, all the West Ham ways, and Emma's you know, chat and West Ham Town TV and Iron United, all that lot, um, and West Ham unofficial. Don't forget Jake's channel, um, and uh, and it's everything, everything around it stems from football it's like now yeah. we haven't got west ham until the, until this stockport game really but we had, we had that sort of merit, that sprint of like six game, three games in six days or something ridiculous and now nothing and then it's like you know you can see how the how the content has gone like down because we haven't got nothing to talk about apart from you know rubbish transfer rumors and stuff but you know not having anything there and not having any football was just yeah i don't think we realized i think fortunately la- last time the proper lockdown um it was, a sunny, it was sunny and hot, weren't it? So he was in the, in the garden and yeah. in paddling pools and stuff. Now it's like drip and drab and it's pissing it down and it's all grey. At least the football can keep us going. And we're all Spurs fans, uh, not Spurs fans, we're all Brentford fans tonight, aren't we? So, yeah, um, yeah all supporting Brentford today. So, although at least we'll be going out afterwards, but it doesn't matter. Um, so hopefully they'll do the job and that will cheer up the whole nation, apart from a little small group in North London.
0: But yeah no i totally agree mate i totally agree and at least throughout this lockdown we'll have var to squabble about um exactly so it'll keep it'll keep us occupied so it's it, we're in a better spot than we were before so um yeah. that's it's good it's good news really positive um, from that side of things
1: yeah and also there's like you know unlike the first couple of lockdowns we say um you've got that sort of there is a sort of light at the end of the tunnel, isn't there? You see, you know, we've in term, well, uh, relative light in front of the tunnel in terms of, you know, the vaccines and stuff. And, you know, I reckon Easter. That's what I reckon. I reckon Easter. I and mean, that's a year, basically, pretty much. We've been locked down, to be fair, and let's be honest. But I reckon Easter is when everything's going to be relatively normal. I don't think, obviously, no one will be back in the stadium until next season, that's for sure. Um at the very least, I think, but uh, and I think that's what people miss. It's not that you're necessarily the, the watching the football because you could probably watch the game a lot better <laughs> on telly. It's Sorry the no. uh, it's yeah, all
0: right. right. <laughs> <game on.
1: laughs> don't be silly, don't be silly, Jeff. Um, But it's not necessarily the foot the actual match itself because I said you could probably watch you watch a better view you on your telly at the moment. um But it's meeting all the lads, going for a pine. Yeah. The camaraderie and you can't really recreate that on a Zoom call, can you really? Um you can try. You can try it. Yeah.
0: yeah, no, I I have I've not done any of the um Zoom watch alongs. It's um I I, I like you say I miss it so much going to the games, you know. I've had a season ticket for a long time. So um yeah. I'm just looking forward to getting back to it and in the meantime I'll just sit at home and watch it on the telly and have a beer and and, and try and enjoy it as best I can. I've got used to, I don't know if it's a good thing, but I've got used to the fact that there's no fans in the stadium and yeah. uh, I don't use the plastic crowd noise. Um, I uh, i just watch it as it comes. Um, if, yeah. anything, if anything, it's a bit interesting because you hear things that you wouldn't normally hear and and that sort of thing. So it's um, its just one of them things at the moment. Like you yeah. say, the season is a write-off, I, I'd say from a spectator's point of view, but um, hopefully we can get a full season mm-hmm. next season um but hopefully yeah he's out in it we'll see
1: it's one of those things as well you said that I, i'm on the same with you when i when i watch the away games wasn't at the home games but the away games and i i listen to the without no crowd noise for the exact same reason because you just hear Things you wouldn't normally hear—you how the how the players interact, who's the shouters, who the the marshals. You know, it's like Craig Dawson was marshalling yeah, the, the last two games. Right. You know what I mean? It's like fair play to the man. You know, um, that takes some balls. You know, someone who's just got in the team and shouting everyone about—he's played you know, half a season already there—and um, the managers and the bench—and you, know, you hear a lot more. And you think, yeah, we've we've got a good we've got a good team. We've got a good team spirit. and I think it's 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 evident when you hear those things and, I, and like, I, I like the way the club do a lot more of the behind the scenes you know like after the games and stuff like that partly because we win so that that, yeah. <laughs> that precipitates yeah. you have you have to have a more on there but you know see how how you know the, the, the camaraderie you know that everton game and Moyes had his arm around aaron cresswell and they're chatting and dex is yeah you know, he's like oh my god you know that's massive yeah. we've beaten these teams and
0: yeah, it's that, all good
1: that, that, i love it uh,
0: yeah yeah yeah
1: it's team it's just this team spirit now do you know it's a sense of i can't for a long time i can't remember the last time we had like a real togetherness as a, as a squad like an obvious togetherness you know rather than i think for a lot, a lot you know, many years we've had a team of 11 who you know just 11 individuals who were just all wearing the same shirt whereas now we seem to have a team do you know what i mean like a togetherness well um,
0: you know that's the, the theme of my Hammers Eleven today is around leadership and and guys that play for the badge and play for their teammates and not necessarily just themselves. Because you know there's lots of flair players that have come in and out, but um, it's those guys that have really picked us up and carried us um, when when we've needed them. And that's that's what what I've picked my team on for for this. Show. And actually, off the back of that, the the best player I've ever seen in a West Ham shirt isn't in my team, but we'll uh, we'll get. To that.
1: <laughs> yeah he was a team player was he jonathan Spector, right he was a team player um
0: <laughs> you know <him. laughs>
1: we know him we know jonathan Spector, those two guys <laughs> from united um uh, yeah. I actually was watching his the twenty ten season review yesterday and, and Johnny Spector cracking goal against Everton, I think it was. It's like, oh my god. And then Freddie Picky on God bless him gets sent off for a second yellow card celebrating the uh, what was going to be the winner at Everton. Oh, just, such a West Ham thing. Um but anyway, anyway, we'll talk about the eleven in a minute. About West Ham um, yeah. itself. Um the, the first question I usually ask people is is the same one, really. Why are you a West Ham fan, Jeff? What's your story, man?
0: Um, well, it took me a little while to find the to find the right path. Um, <laughs> so um, my 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 granddad was uh, was a Mancunian, um, moved down here after the war. and Subsequently, my dad is is an avid Man United supporter. So as a as a kid, um, I was in uh, Man United everything. Do you know what I mean? It, uh, yeah, it makes sense. Before I had a choice in the matter, it was wallpaper and bed sheets and replica shirts with gigs on the back. Or Lee Sharp actually was my first one. Um, so that was it growing up but I always had an interest in 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 West Ham um because my granddad on my mum's side um is a West Ham supporter Mm. um and my best mate from when we I was a young really young kid who's my best mate now We, we we go together we're season ticket holders together now um he's a West Ham supporter and all his family so I always sort of had an eye on it but um I was never that interested in Man United or West Ham I never went to a game um and then one it was around about the turn of the millennium, so around that sort of time. my mate said to me, "Look, why don't you come to a game with us, like with, with his family?" And um, yeah. I went up there. So it's probably I know, it must have been about thirteen, something like that. And um, I just never looked back, mate. I just loved it, just absolutely loved it. And it wasn't, um, it wasn't the what team it was. It was it was just being there, being amongst it being part of something and all the singing and it was it was just fantastic and um i just never looked back i wanted to go the next week and the next week you know and then it came to a game where we you know we play man united and i'm thinking
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: you know what i mean so i had to have a yeah. conversation with my with granddad and me, uh, uh, about it and um i just never looked back like um i just talked the bug and i wanted to go every week uh, that was the the big thing for me and you, you can't do that being a man united supporter um, yeah. and i I mean, I've been to Old Trafford now, but that's a, 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 on away days of West Ham. Yeah, I, I
1: never that's went. I that's that's the thing as well. You know, with with like everyone I've interviewed, you know, two hundred and fifty odd people, and everyone's not said. Everyone basically said, oh, "I went the first time, and then I was hooked." No one yeah. said, "I went the first time; it was all right." uh about a year later i decided to do it again. You know, everyone's hooked and they want to go to the next game the next game and there's something about west ham and it might just be about every football club and it's how people associate themselves but it does seem from this from the inside out that, that west ham fans are these sort of unique bunch of people and they have this undying love for this team which has one bugger all in the last 41 years um and it's just crazy how, I mean, you, you obviously you, you contribute quite a bit to the, the West End Way stuff um, and seeing all the different fans from different countries and, and, yeah. and sort of the, the, the commitment of some of these people. You know, they get up, you know, people like Angus and stuff, you know, 4.30 doing the bloody watch alongs on the West End Way and stuff like that. It's mental. Considering on bugger all why this fan base is this incredible you know commitment and passion for this weird little club in east london um I think
0: it's why, why we, you touched on it Why that's why we feel that way because we don't we don't win a lot um you know and we we over the years have been get beat more times than we than we win it on, on a saturday yeah. and um it just it, it's such a high when we do win you know and obviously this year's been a little bit different we're and, and, I'm, and I'm and i'm loving it but you know we're we're not here supporting this team because we're winning loads of games it's as you get when when we when we do do it you know and we get those um we don't have a team full of you know 11 superstars but you get that one that comes along um and it's it's magical when it happens and i think that's why we're particularly passionate about it
1: yeah yeah it makes sense and obviously as you said once you get that one that one little wizard he then becomes you know that this sort of like he's put on a pedestal and we've always had a wizard haven't we? Or, or you know, a player, or, you know, we hope Mirama might be our next wizard. Do you know what I mean? Mm. But you know, it's, and, and as long as that wizard doesn't upset the ba- the balance of the team, we, we you know, we, uh, we drawn to them. Um, and you're right it's like it's, it's about and and uh, particularly this team now as you said it's like you know someone said to me the other day "Would you know would you like to be a man city or liverpool and i don't think i would i really don't because i think that us not winning anything or us winning something would be nice yeah a cup or something like that but us us winning yeah. you know, not all the time means when we do win as you said it's so much sweeter um and there's so there's something so west that, and i said it the other day and 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 it makes a really good point when we would beat everton you know it's like great we beat everton you know is it 10th 26 points brilliant and then the next in the next breath someone goes 14 points to go 14. Yeah, points. Yeah. not <laughs> the fact we 10th and we're pushing for europe and we can have a good cup run no we need to get 14 more points for them so, you know it's always like yeah. in the back
0: of your mind you're thinking you're thinking we're massive but in the back of your mind you're going oh, i can't wait to get them 14 points <laughs> You know what I mean, there's always that in there, isn't there. There's never, it's never, we're never completely one way. So, um, <laughs> It's exciting doesn't it it's it, i mean it's not always the best but it's um it's always interesting it? In it's
1: always something going on and, that, and that's why i think there's so many West End youtube channels as well because there's always something to talk about whether it is at the playing or the or, or you know what i do obviously the nostalgia bit or you know what's going on and transfers and you know i feel sorry for like i don't know the southampton youtube channel what do they talk about you know what i mean it's like they've got like a manager's doing all right they've got a team that's doing it, they've got a setup system you know what do they yeah, talk yeah. about what can they talk about apart from you know how good uh I don't know how good Danny Ings is that's all I can really? talk about there's nothing exciting you know we've we, there's always something going on someone having a row about something or someone being sold behind someone's back or you know or, or history stuff we've we've, we've read nap and Bonds you know there's always something there's always a story somewhere and um no I love it I think it's I someone said to me the other day you know would you what was it so if, if Scarlett Johansson came in and said right russ one night with me but you can't support west ham ever again i would be like no no sorry because that only lasts 30 seconds whereas you know <laughs> West Ham's a lifetime isn't it really over
0: 30 seconds though
1: eh? well you know <laughs> lockdown <laughs> but, no, it's, but you know what i mean it's so true though because i just think it's it's something it's a way of life it's not about being you know you wouldn't see people you know move you know we had like glory hunters and like there were man united then there were Chelsea now they're Liverpool uh you know you wouldn't get that with West Ham not once you're in you're in and it's um it's a way of life and I just I just I, I I adore it I adore it it's frustrating as hell sometimes um but um it's a hell of a ride isn't it you don't know yeah. what's gonna happen you know you open the pages tomorrow you know like the weekend you go okay Lanzini's decided he wanted to have a Christmas party I, you know I, nothing surprises me at west ham now nothing surprises me
0: it's like you, watch, um, it's you used to watch uh, dream team on sky one
1: yeah <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah yeah it's, it's like that without the murders ain't it yeah it is
1: until <laughs> they find the, until they find the bodies but that's Park, <laughs> the park's already filled up now so you can't see that now no you're joking um but no it's it's i think it's fun i love it i just think and everyone and you get a special group of people we get a special group of fans um, they're hardened because they haven't won anything in you know, it's so forty one years. Typical West Ham, they will probably win the cup this year, and then there would be no fans at Wembley. Yeah. Not gonna happen. <laughs> it's just such a West Ham thing for it to
0: happen. But um, yeah. we run, eh? we'll 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 see how we go. I, um I you know, I'd love to see a cup run, but ultimately for me it's about the league and just keep pushing on and I'm conscious that we've got a threadbare squad, um, depth wise. So um chat would be great, but um it's all yeah. about performance at the moment, and it pushing up the table. Of, I think yeah. I, for us to consolidate as a top half team like that, you know, and, and beyond. But at the moment, that's where we need to be, and and when we're crying out for it as a fan base to, to mm. be one of the bigger sides. I hate being this relegation fodder team, um, yeah. and being in the same discussions as those other teams, which I feel that we're bigger than. So that that's my mm. way for me
1: yeah you're right i think it's i think we need. i think it's got to be incremental improvements each year you know baby steps we tried this massive step change we went with pellegrini and spent all this money and it doesn't work it doesn't work and it's like you look at other teams that did it barman city but they had the money to keep going they keep money to yep. plug I mean, you look at yeah, someone it's like you someone like blackburn so when when what's came in he spent all that money they won the league and now they're floundering in the championship because they've got no you need to build it up and it seems that Moyes has got he knows that in it that needs to happen so he wants to build he said he wants to build the academy he wants to build yeah. uh recruitment uh you know setups and things like that and then you can start investing because you know look at someone like brentford you know brentford's they, they, their their thing's fantastic their recruitment you know i mean obviously the, the the people i think we should be looking at are people like leicester you look at leicester leicester's where we should be we yeah, should be yeah. there in terms of yeah. infrastructure and stuff and they haven't spent millions hundreds of millions of pounds on players. They spin it well, they've got good setup, and you know, if Brendan Rogers goes, you know, Chelsea nick him, whatever, wherever and Fat Frank gets sacked, then they'll get another manager in and it will carry on. You know, there's there's like a progression there, and there's a, and and we see that now with Moyes. I definitely see this sort of project being built now. Um it's, it's exciting times to be a West Ham fan, I think. It really is. Yeah, I think so. There's a little
0: togetherness at the club. Yeah. that um, I believe he's down to Moyes. Um yeah. probably not down to the board. Um, I think that he's down to Moyes, and you can see that that the that the players are playing for him. His staff respect him and, and look up to him, and, and they look to him for guidance. They don't, you, you know, when he was um, working from home for them two weeks, <laughs> Wayne Irvine spoke about him in the interviews. You know, um, he just showed the respect that's there, and you know, when Dex Stordy ran straight over to him, um, exactly. you can see that it's really together. He's he's the boss. They know he's the boss, and they're playing for him. Um, and I, 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 I think it's straight. I haven't seen that at our club for. I don't think I've ever seen it. No, actually, I've never seen it. Um, so, and he's making all the right noises, isn't he, about the recruitment and the yeah. foundation. Um, he strikes me as a doer, someone who, you know, he will actually crack on with what he's saying. So, um, you know, his in game stuff sometimes and his substitutions and his weird starting 11s and formations at times um, are frustrating, but. Um, for the most part, I don't think I'd swap him um uh, at all for for no. for really for what we he's doing. Here, you know?
1: Exactly, he's he's what we need. He, he is what we need for the time being. And you said that that and what I like about what he's that the staff he's brought in and Moisey is they're all football men. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You know them. Do you know what I mean? It's like when you've got. um the last time i reckon uh, was probably the allardyce years because you knew who the backroom staff were really by name and they were all ex-professionals or they'd been yeah. in the game for a while um apart from obviously was obviously you know julian but you couldn't know the names of anyone else so they one of them is now a Dortmund manager isn't it you the assistant um whereas now you know, with, with Moise's backroom staff, it's Nolan, it's Stuart Pierce, it's Alan yeah. Irvine, it's, you know, it's Phelan. It, these guys are the guys who have been in the game and know football inside out. And it just, yeah, it's just, it's just really nice to see. And as you said, you're totally right. When Dex scored, first person he hugged was Moise. They seem to respect him. He seems to have the, he's, he's got that old school mentality about him as being a bit of a, you know you wouldn't want to underperform at half time and go into the dressing room with him and <laughs> and pierce and kevin nolan then i'll be scared shitless of them <laughs> so uh, i
0: know it didn't work out for him but i can see why alex ferguson wanted moise yeah. as a um yeah. for, the, for for exactly the what you just pointed out there yeah. um i think i'll oh, he probably turned out to be um probably tactically not quite there um for getting the best out of the group of players that he had. But um, it, it, you can see the qualities in him, why Ferguson rated him so highly.
1: Of course. And and I think he was... I think he's... Um, people forget about, the obviously, the Man United and Sunderland and Real Sociedad. And, you know, Everton, he was there for 10 years, you know, and he got them yeah. from a relatively relegation, very similar to us, a relegation team, um, up to, you know... Champions League qualifiers and things like that, and and he says he wants to build another Everton, and I I can see that I can see there's there's that definite want in there, and it's it's probably going to be his, it probably will be his last appointment as a as a as a full time Premier League manager probably, so hopefully he'll get a few years, and um yeah, I'm just it's just yeah, and I think Man United, I think he was he was never going to succeed um it was too big a job for him and this obviously the squad was aging ferguson got out at the right time it's like venga 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 got out of arsenal the right time as well didn't they just as the squad was getting all shit. um and these major investments so yeah it's um it's a bit of gamesmanship but yeah no i think it's great right anyway anyway let's, let's let's talk about your 11 jeff let's talk about your hammers 11. so as i said everyone found on the channel um I'd given their 11 so the idea is um you can pick whatever criteria we sort of mentioned it briefly already what criteria you're going to be um using but we can go over that again um but the only rule is you have to be alive to seen them play um otherwise we'd have all put bobby moore in our team but none of us saw Bobby more apart from some very lucky people um so it's you know that's not really our era so why should we have to put yeah. him Example, so. um so do you want to just go over your 11 again just in case people have just skipped it and just gone to the 11 because that's what happens so some people do that i'll be honest
0: don't, don't <laughs> to us waffle for 20 minutes
1: yeah some people just like skip 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 <laughs> skip yeah. they wait to see the num the names come up on the on the page some people say oh can we have the old one when we have the team sheet on the left?" no because i know people need skip yeah, just yeah, yeah. yeah exactly
0: yeah fair enough so um yes yeah, so as we touched on earlier my 11 um to make it into this team you have to have leadership um leadership qualities um where you where you you pull you you know you can put the team on your back and carry chips are down um no individuals people playing for the badge um that that is the criteria to get into this team so nice okay
1: let's start in goal then mate who's in goal for this team then
0: um so in goal i've gone for the most reliable goalkeeper i've seen um play for for west ham in my in my um era of watching and that is robert green
1: oh sorry robert oh, sorry sorry robert green sorry. <laughs> robert green yeah
0: yeah um i mean he's just solid wasn't he? he's solid reliable i can't remember seeing him make too many mistakes i think he had a balanced skill set um you know he's a good shot stopper his distribution was all right um he commanded his box well um he didn't flap about at set pieces i just thought all told he was a decent keeper not the best keeper i've ever seen but at west ham he was he was the most reliable the only person that's come close is fab um in fact it was um there was a couple of positions where you know like everyone i would have had a bit of a a, a toss-up as to who to put in and it was close with him and Fab. but um i i decided to punt for rob greener
1: yeah and as you said he was he was um i mean we had obviously loads of ex-players on on the channel and and lots of goalkeepers for some reason we have loads of goalkeepers i don't know what it is but um and we had jimmy on and jimmy was talking about when he's coaching kids and obviously he's a ipswich goalkeeper coach at the moment Ipswich Town, and he gets them all to watch like, like videos of robert green because yeah. he was like he was the ultimate professional not the best not the best goalkeeper he said roy carroll was the best goalkeeper he ever worked with but um rob green just such a hard worker and and yeah, just like a, and he's and he's a bit and he's always a bit different, you know. That's that's what they always said. You know, when you talk about all the players who who played with Greeno, he was a different character to them, and um, even more so as a goalkeeper. He'd you know watch uh, he'd read the newspapers and read the Financial Times and the on the. Tra- on the- team bus and stuff like that and um i did enjoy his haircut he's shameless from wwe haircut when the first lockdown it's a lot more sensible now now he's doing sky sports but um yeah that was quite fun he's good, he's, yeah, he's good lad. it
0: has been um now, now he's taken up more of a pundit role um it's, it's been quite nice see seeing him on the telly and getting a, yeah. a more of his personality i mean he was um although my 11 is a, a lot about leadership um he he was one of them quieter guys. Yeah. You know, yeah. did. But then there was no drama, was there? There was no. Yeah. Um, and and that's leading by example. You know, he always did his job. Um, didn't complain. Um, but yeah, it's nice to see him on Sky Sports now with his dodgy suits and trainer combos. Yeah. Uh, and a bit of personality I mean, I've, I've quite enjoyed that so uh, yeah
1: he is he's quite funny isn't And he? he's got a very dry sense of humor um no he's top man right okay uh who's next who's next and jeff uh, you're still in right back shall we sure go for it man
0: um so the right back i've gone for uh and crucially this is the right back version of repka and not the center back completely crazy version he <laughs> <laughs> was one of my 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 sort of earliest um, memories, really, of uh, you know, of a, a player that I just loved watching play, and that yeah. because he was he was no nonsense. You could see that um, he put the fear of God into the opposition um, after, as well, when he came in and was playing centre back, and obviously with the sendings off and and his and his disciplinary problems. I just thought, like, although when you're a kid, it's mildly amusing. You're thinking, what's this guy doing? Like, we don't need this. And then transitioning to right back, he's just a different player. Um, and yeah, I, I thought he could, he could get up and down quite well for such a a, a, a big guy. Do you know what I mean? I've I, I, because I, where I used to sit behind the goal, see his runs, and it used to make me laugh. He would like he would like be going like this, like up and down the line. But um, I just I thought he's yeah, he's a good player, and and he was no nonsense, which is what I wanted out of my back line that I've picked today.
1: Yeah, yeah, he's. It's funny. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, the the cent the right back version of Thomas Repke and the center back are two very different characters considering that they're, they're in essence the same person, though. And actually I think Repka became more of a West Ham hero having finished his career because obviously then yeah. he got jailed, didn't he? And, and and all the all the stories that come out. And he's still scary. He's he's still he's yeah. still a scary man, you know. Which we we we're, we're trying I'm trying to get him on and uh, on the show and uh, even when he texts me he's it's still i still get nervous you know he's, he's, he's in like czech republic and, and i'm fine he still scares me just by a, a text it might be a thumbs up but you can it's probably an aggressive thumbs up Thomas the,
0: the, the, the things that he's been banged up for and, and yeah. stuff he's been booked for and, and and um banned for over the years it's all crazy things <laughs> you're right. not like um you know like an overzealous tackle you're no. talking butting someone or you know there's always a little bit of an extreme with him but um when he when he kept those bits out of his game he was he at right back he was solid and i I thought he'd done done a really good job for us
1: he did yeah i mean he was he was our record signing from Florentina, wasn't he at the time as well and um and i think also and that's why i'd like to talk to him about it because i I think also that was the first time i really believe that's the first time that he was properly loved as a player do you know what i mean because like that last game, you know, when he when we were, you know the whole crowd was super super, super super super, super he was crying and getting emotional. I reckon that's yeah. the first time a crowd had done that to him. Do you know what I mean? So um yeah, it'd be interesting. One day. He's promised me one day. Christ.
0: That'd be, be day, sure.
1: that'd be a good that'll be a funny one. Won't it be a funny one, won't it? Um right, I'll we'll put Tommy rep Korean. Who's next, man?
0: Uh centre back. Um first one I've gone for um is Rio Ferdinand. Yep. Um, I just thought just an absolute Rolls Royce for a player, um, and and again such such leadership qualities to come in and play regular football at 19 as a centre half at that level um, and get hammered a year at, at 19 years old. Um, it just goes to show that he's a cut above, when he? That yes, actually, he was. Um, yeah, I thought he had. Not only did he have a bit of everything, but he he excelled at everything. Um, mm-hmm. Know, whether that whether that's just balls coming into the box and, and him in the air, or he was so elegant with the ball at his feet as well. His decision making was was top notch, and obviously it's a testament really the career he went on to have. So uh, it's a no brainer for me.
1: Yeah, 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 and you're right. You, when you think of it in that respect, you know, and I think it's different now. For example, you know, someone like Deck, for example. I mean, you know, he's he's young when he started, but you think back then to be a 19 year old and and have that impact yeah. then nowadays it's sort of like not not expected but you know kids are starting from 17 18 you know in terms of getting breaking into the first team whereas there a 19 year old breaking into the first team and making such an impact so much so he won the hammer of the year um is is mental really yeah. when you think of it now um
0: Especially in that position you yeah. got, you know there's Playing at, cent- at centre half, there's so much responsibility on you, um, and it's you know it's not like you're part of a midfield three. And if you have an off day, you might have a Declan Rice next to you that can yeah. pick you up. You you you're playing centre half. There's such a responsibility mm-hmm. on your shoulders, and and he just he just took to it like a duck to water, didn't he?
1: Yeah, definitely. Right, we'll put Rolls Royce in. Who's next, man? Um,
0: well, I've been saying I've been saying uh, Winston Reed the whole time, but I've made a last ditch change, and it's to oh, transfer. Be- to be O'Bonner, uh, it, 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 it's got, got everything's telling me. Oh, my heart was telling me Reed, but my head's my head's telling me bonner Um, well,
1: so far, you'd, you'd have picked a team of beginning with ours, you'd have had Robert Green, Tom Repka, Rio, and you could have had Reed, but no, O'Bonner. Oh, well,
0: <laughs> no, so um, what it comes down to is um, the influence that he has on our team. I mean, if he's in it, we win, and if he's out of it. We could easily lose. Um, it's, he's so important to us now. Um, everyone looks to him. The, the confidence that he gives all the players around him, the, from the goalkeeper to, the, to you know to, to deck in front of him. Um, I, I just think the tech, you got to have him in, and that's taking nothing away from Reed because it was it was tight and and the big goals Reed scored were fantastic, but Aguero scored equal amounts of big goals for us. You know, obviously not the famous one against man united but um i think a back a back post header against liverpool i believe um ogbonna was a highlight yep. he's got to be in there
1: and i think with ogbonna i think it's funny because you look at like oh, look at now and diop like can't get a look in um bon has been the consistent one over the last few ga- few seasons there was a time where he was injured and it was diop and balbuena but pretty soon as soon as Ogbonna was fit. He was back in the squad. He was back in the starting lineup because he was that important. Whereas now you see Diop and Balbuena, when they both were injured, they were almost interchangeable. It's a bit even now with Dawson and Balbuena, but obviously Ogbonna is that consistent um that consistent player amongst that back whether it's two or three they're playing center backs and as you said the last three or four the last three seasons particularly he's been playing out of his skin you know so much so obviously he got back into the italian side obviously got injured he couldn't couldn't play but you know fair play to the boy he's um he's 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 done fantastic for us hasn't he
0: yeah, um yeah. you know he's he's got a couple more years probably playing at this elite level that he seems to have found so um i think it's happy days for us and um and it's brilliant for him as well like you say getting the recognition again getting put in the international t- team for italy um it's brilliant so uh yeah it was a no-brainer for me in the end
1: yeah definitely right okay uh angelo's in who is next left back maybe so i'm having to
0: go back as far as my brain and your rules will allow for this one and we're we sticking with the theme of the right back um we're gonna go julian dix yeah um I I as a kid, even before I was fully converted to, to, to I used to love watching him play those bullet penalties. Um yeah. he he his defensive awareness was great, but he'd go he go go forward and get goals, wouldn't he? And, and 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 be an attacking threat as well. He you know, he much like Repco, he put the fear of God into 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 the opposition. I think the, the team was stronger with him in it um and he's gone on to be a absolute hammers legend so um there, there was no other choice for me than, than julian dix sure
1: yeah yeah yeah. he's just just an inspirational player wasn't he really um both on you know on the uh, the pitch and the team but the crowd as well you know he's just like he's a he was a conductor from left back he was it was incredible absolutely incredible player he's um he was um no, i loved him Love Julian, right? Okay, led uh, you back for as goalkeeper. Who's next? Who's next, then, Jeff?
0: Well, sticking with the, the the leadership qualities that I've been looking for, this is the captain of the team for me, and it is Declan Rice as yeah. a defensive midfielder, not as a centre back, as big fact. Big fact. Frank keeps going on about he is a defensive midfielder, and that's that's how it needs to be. Yeah, uh, yeah again, like you know, the same way I spoke about Rio. Um, he is a Rolls Royce of a player. He does everything well. He does all the simple stuff, but he does it to, to a high level. Um, and he, he he's got a fantastic career ahead of him. And I just hope that it's with us. Um, yeah. I, think, I think if he drops into that Chelsea side as a centre half, um, it's not going to do him any favors. And I hope that he knows that. Um, and he's being advised, <laughs> regardless of whatever money is thrown his way, because he he needs to stay as a. As a as a midfielder for
1: me yeah I, th- I think with him as well i think he he know i mean i think do you remember like it was i think it was one guy was it the everson game in the cup where moyes put him at center back and he was dreadful yeah. and it was almost like to prove that he's not you know he was i mean obviously he was a center back all the way through his you know youth team career and on the 23s and they moved him into central midfield um it's funny we were talking to um to mark phillips who's the under 18 coach he's been there for 14 years at west ham and and he a similar thing happened with ben johnson ben johnson was a central midfield player and and basically they can they said to him look you go right back he's like i don't want to go right back or well, okay if you go right back you will be Premier League right back. If you go centre center midfield, you'll be probably playing Ryman League, you know, just because yeah. the, the quality. And that's the same with dick I mean, funny, nowadays you can get a decent, I mean, they got Thiago Silva, didn't they, on a free transfer yeah. as a centre back, and you can buy centre backs. But Declan Rice's position is so unusual, um and he somehow has such an influence, him and Suchek together. Arguably, he's a, I think he's the best, well, one of the best midfield pairings in the, in the league. I really do. Um,
0: yeah. McCall, yeah. You know so,
1: I mean? on their game they're awesome
0: i let the secret out though we don't want anyone thinking it. i know
1: i know it's like when the old, the the worst thing is it's 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 fantasy football league in it and thomas Suchek, you know it's like he was like he was like the, the one under the he was a good one if you're a west ham fan you put Suchek in your fantasy team you've yeah. done all right this season so yeah, yeah.
0: i think for both of them um that the, the, i mean particularly for deck it's his engine um yeah. and probably wasted at center half, you know um his engine to get box to box he's really this year he's added that um that he didn't have so much before but he's added that box to box now you see him with surging runs like genuine pace um and and sort of jumping in on attacks so i think i think that engine needs to be utilized and the position he's playing now you get you get the the most out of him
1: yeah and what i like about him as well is is and someone was talking about this the other day you know he's if you watch him walk around the pitch, right, he walks around the pitch like he's a teenager. Honestly, he walks around, he walks around and then as soon as the game's like on, he's off, but you what? He, he walks around, like he doesn't look like a football player. And he walks about, he has, you know, he hasn't got that stance. You know, some football players have this little gravitas when they walk onto the pitch. He's, he strolls on, but then as soon as the whistle has gone, or as soon as there's a 50, 50 challenge for a ball, or there's him going on this sort of like, you know, commanding run, he's just switched back on. It's, it's, it's such a funny, it's just so funny, you know. Now, now someone mentioned it. I can't stop watching Declan Rice just walking around the pitch now, and he does. He, he's, he's just shoulders like slump forward. He's like Kevin, the teenager, and then as soon as the ball, he's like, right, I'm going to be a football player now.
0: It's um, been totally funny. Funny. He's not been to me. It doesn't look like he's been media trained or no, no, totally. It's been tough because I know. I think because he's a, he's clearly a good lad. Um, yeah. to him, just, just be yourself. Do what you need to yeah. do. And I think he's just got his heart on his sleeve all the time, and um, yeah, he's a fantastic player for us. I just desperately hope that we can keep hold of him.
1: Yeah, that'd be fantastic. Yeah, totally. And I think you're right, it's there's there's a sense of inevitability, isn't it, about him, you know, eventually moving. Um, but the longer we can keep him, obviously the better for us, isn't it? And the, the higher his price will rise as well. Because you know, he's playing more and more games, you know. and what I like about Deck as well is When Nobbs wasn't in the team, you know the guy was 21 or whatever, 22. There was no, no sort of, no qualms about him being the captain. Everyone knew he was going to be the captain. And he's like, he's twenty two. You know, he's not like, you know, he's he's young. He's he's really young, but he's the captain of our club when he's when Mark Noble's not on the pitch. And but he still has that respect. And I I I know some people criticise him, but I I love the fact that he gives Mark the the, the arm band when he comes on the pitch because it just shows it's, it does show respect to the man yeah. that is Mark Noble.
0: Yeah. And rightly so. And and his yeah. time days, his time will come uh, potentially next season. I mean, I could I could see Noble. You know, if he if he does stay for another year, I could see him um, passing the armband um, because clearly Rice is going to play every minute, and Noble's not going to play too many, so it, it would make sense. But um, we'll have we'll have to see how that unfolds.
1: Yeah, definitely, definitely. Right, okay. dex who's next? Who's next, Jim?
0: Um uh, The second man in midfield is Scott Parker. Scotty B. Um, I just again just a leader. Um, you, I mean, you can see the way he is as a manager at Fulham, you know, the way he speaks, he, he's, he, he's a good leader. He leads by example. Um, and the, the biggest thing for me was the influence that he that he had on his teammates. I actually thought after a year playing with Parker, I thought Noble was a different player. And after yeah. after Parker left, Noble was doing a lot of the things that Parker used to do. Um that noble would would never have done before, and I'm talking about the way he picked the ball up. He take he'd take his time, he'd have a look, he'd, he'd be out of turn and create a bit of space for himself. Where, and I thought he added that to his game, and it and that, that was the way Scott Parker played. So I thought the influence he had on his on his teammates was brilliant, and I also felt well, we all know he, he played in a fairly in a struggling side, um, and he was like playing Champions League level ability football in, in a relegation battle. Yeah if if the other players had, had played anywhere near to the level that scotty parker was playing we, we wouldn't have any problems at all um but yeah uh, it, hugely influential player um and this uh, yeah he, he's, he's got a big part in the side
1: yeah i totally agree and and, and i think also you know the effects that scott parker had on west ham you're, you're seeing that now with Declan rice because like then yeah, Mark Noble was the understudy, and Mark Noble was learning off Scott Parker, and then now Deck was the understudy to Mark Noble. and was it was like it's like a circle of life type thing. Um, yeah, and how they've all passed down the, the Parker pirouettes. That's that's the thing I quite like the fact that they all obviously Parker did it, Noble did it, and, and Deck started to do it as well now. So it's like it's like a rite of passage when you can start doing a Parker pirouette. But yeah, when people talk about commitment, until people talk about work rate, I mean, I used to see Parker literally crawl out of the player's entrance up some park into his car he would put so much into a team and as you said he had a great team he kept him on his back for three years basically um but yeah no he was a phenomenal player phenomenal player for us and you know winning hammer the year three years in a row winning the football writers player of the year the season went down as well uh you know I'll, i i wouldn't mind seeing him as, as a manager with us one day
0: yeah i can see that happening um and you know it was obviously a shame it's a shame that he left us for Spurs, but um, yeah. you you can't. I, I didn't hold anything against him at that no, point me neither It's all, and we unfortunately we weren't in a position. I mean, he, you know, he had he, um, international aspirations still at that point. Um, so who, who could blame him? Um, I, I went to Watford away, um, that season, um, and he popped up with a goal in the right. championship.
1: That was his last game, wasn't he? If he went to Spurs. We all
0: knew it; it hadn't been, uh, you know, confirmed. But um, I was at that game at Watford, and he popped up with a with a lovely goal. And I and I said to me, mate, um, I said, "Oh, that, yeah, that, that's that's the last, that's the last thing we'll see of him." And and it was. But um, yeah, fair play to him; he, he deserved whatever move he wanted, whether that be Spurs or or whatever yeah, else. Yes,
1: totally. I totally agree. Right, we we'll put Scott in. We we'll write that note. Who is
0: next? Uh, so. Sort of in a in a number ten is Kev Nolan.
1: Yeah, let's see if we find Kev. There he is. Yep.
0: I think f- f- forget Bolton. He's a West Ham man. Um, yeah. When you when you look back over Nolan's career, it used to be oh yeah that you know that, that Bolton player Kev Nolan. Well, no I think he's that West Ham man. um he, he he's got that real nouse about him, and he pop up in dangerous positions. He get goals, he get assists. He brought the best out of these teammates around him. Again, I thought he you know he, he brought the best out of Noble again, um, yeah. and I, he got a lot. He got a tune out of Andy Carroll that no one has ever got um, before or since. Um, and I just I just thought hugely influential player again, a, a leader, which is why he's in this team. I
1: mean, he's I mean, he's his captainship um is was second to none really i think um he was one of the best captains a club captain i think we've ever had at west ham in in my time at west ham my fan career at west ham he was he was unbelievable and um you know there was a lot of skepticism when he came in obviously because big sam he was big sam's boy but he was what the what we needed. We needed that that sort of link between the management and the players, and he was like in the middle of that Venn diagram, and he was brilliant. As you said, he would pop up for a goal. He, you know, he was great for us in the championship. When we went up in the Premier League, he was, he'd, he'd score. Um, I thought he was great. I thought he was a great captain. A great captain and when we again when we interview players who are around during that time they say what you know probably one of the best captains they've ever yeah. worked with because he would like sort of thing out and again the influence of him of how on how marks become a captain you know he was you know marks you know when you sort of watch his interviews you know he, he always texts people when they join the club and gives them his whatsapp numbers and that's what kev was doing with, when, yeah. when players came in so he they you know his influence on mark as well is, is 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 apparent as well and obviously coming back and being a coach and and i just think he's yeah I think he's a great great bloke he seems a lovely he seems a lovely fella as well you'd love to go yeah. for a pipe with him you know what i mean it's like those one of those players you could easily go for a pint with afterwards and uh he'd, he'd tell you some stories that's for sure
0: yeah i can imagine yeah i'm really glad that he's still at the club and on the coaching team and long may that continue definitely
1: definitely all right mr nolan's in uh who is next
0: so part of a front three um hello yep
1: um
0: it was a toss-up between him and the best player that any of us have ever seen play for us um, but this was a leadership 11 this was this was someone who played for the badge um, who'd done the business for us? Um, so he's got to be in there. I mean, his goal contributions were incredible. Um, the spectacular stuff was great to watch. The passion, um, and and there was loyalty there as well. You know, he, he 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 really put his name on the map playing for West Ham after after you know being a, a little bit in the in the abyss. Uh, we sort of gave him that chance, and he was he was genuinely grateful, I think, for that chance. And I think um, you know, I heard stories of Sir Alex at Man United come come sort of sniffing around him um in sort of yeah. two thousand and two and um he didn't take the chance um because he was grateful to us for for you know for for giving him the opportunities and, and he felt he sort of had a little debt debt to pay off there. So um I, you know I don't know the ins and outs of that but that that's sort of what I what I remember happening back then. So um I think he's he's the ultimate legend for us really, isn't he really um in in the last in the last twenty years.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. And I think no, I think, I think with Paolo, we, 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 saved his career, um, as you know, cause he was floundering a little bit at Sheffield United, Sheffield Wednesday, Robbie, he, you know, he'd had a few good games and him and Carbone were good. Um, but he was on the, was on the scrappy really, um, I've been pushed over that referee, no one always touch him, Harry took a punt and the rest was history. And he became a premier league legend, you know, um, and, and in the same you know, breath as you'd say, Zola or people like that. Do you know what I mean? um That wouldn't have happened if he was still at Sheffield United, Sheffield Wednesday, rather. um And he knows that. I'm yeah. pretty sure he knows that, and that's why he has this. But there's this is weird sort of him and West Ham. There's this is weird sort of. It happens a few players where they, the, the team or the club and the player just work, and that was one where they, it just worked. Yeah. He, you know, he just worked, but um yeah he was he was a fantastic player i used to you know he was you'd, you'd go and pay your season to get hot just to see him um it was entertaining wasn't it? You, it was when football was fun in my opinion when football was fun um that was the last era i think when it was a, a fun game to watch rather than a technical or a pro, prof, not professional that's no disrespect but you know more of a an elite sport now when yeah. it was Fun, yeah. you know, you'd have him and John Moncur and Bish and you know Neil Ruddock and Ian Wright, and these guys are just like characters on and off the pitch. And that was the last generation, I think, of, of that sort of era. And
0: uh, yeah, I think before the media came into it, with you know, with the yeah. media, you know, now you need to carry yourself, and then camera smartphones come in where you, you, you can't do anything. So. Um, <laughs> I think I think that was you like you said, that was the last generation before before the, the, the big brotherness came into it all.
1: Yeah, totally. You wouldn't to get away with half the things they got away with as kid as players, that's for sure. Right, okay, so we'll put uh, Paolo in PDC. Who is next, man?
0: Uh on the other side of the front three, um, is one close to my heart, that's Carlos Tevez. Um, just he, he gave me probably the most memorable season in my um in my fandom of the club um it, it just for me and it's just an absolute legend I'm um, particularly as he took a while to get going after that initial coming in um, i was absolutely buzzing and bearing in mind we still didn't know loads about because he's coming over from from south america so he'd not he'd not sort of done it you know in la liga or anything like that but you knew he was big time and um and then he played and you thought what's going on here like and you know, half a season, you're willing him on and he's trying really hard and then he just exploded with that free kick, didn't it? Um and he put us on his back and he dragged us out of that relegation battle on the final day. Um and that's one of my one of my most fondest memories supporting West Ham was was that season but and, and that game in particular. Um so for that reason there there's no way that I I'd pick a team without him in it.
1: And you're right. I mean, you know, he to be perfectly, you know, um neutral about it he, he didn't it was like yeah half a season he probably turned up for us well it really properly um but he was just a phenomenon that half season was phenomenal and i just think he was for someone who hadn't played that many games for us the amount of the amount of um influence he's had on as he you said you're in his pick he's picked in your 11 but he only played you know 22 20, i don't know how many games he played but it wasn't like a, t- a ton of games but it was just but it was more about him come when he came back and you know he brought back the cross lammers. really no one no one i mean did it in the 70s and 80s but no one did that until he did it, get playing for man united and there was the argentine game international game where he came on and everyone i oh, was just mental absolutely mental he was a a phenomenal, a phenomenal player. It was one of those first ones that I remember watching, going, "How is he playing for us?" Yeah. Uh, do you know what I mean? He's like, he's like, he's like an internet. He's like a, a proper player. You know, he's like one bit on the front of a Panini sticker book. That's how good he was. And uh yeah, no, he was, he was great when he Carlos. He was just Colitos. He was just, and it was the mystique as well. You know how he just sort of turned up on this <laughs> we didn't know nothing about it, and just yeah. next day. He, we've signed these, you know, these two Argentinian Argentina internationals. Yeah. It's like, when did that happen? It was just meant
0: Pardue stood there with them, looking confused.
1: I mean, he just looked like he'd won that he'd won like a lottery, yeah. to be honest. Pardew did, and like, and the other two, Besson, they looked like they just literally had been pushed out of a, out of a, a dark van. You know, they're like squinting, yeah. like they'd been kidnapped. But uh, yeah, especially when they make him go to bloody uh, Cherouv. the training sessions and stuff rather than yeah uh, no because the whole thing about it is the whole mystique was bizarre around that but we
0: couldn't keep him for another season but i think um there was there was a lot of politics and money and and, and lots of elements probably out of the control of the our club and the player um that that determined a lot of his career to be honest i mean I, i i couldn't Pretend to understand it to this day exactly what all that was about, but um either way, I've got the fondest of memories um, that I will, that I'll always cherish, and I've got I've got the, the DVD upstairs somewhere, The Greatest Escape. It's just a fantastic watch, ain't it? That 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 oh. that when they, when when they bought on Ronaldo at the end there as well to try and to, I think they bought on Ronaldo and possibly Paul Scholes, who they yeah. had this game and i just thought what are you doing like come on we've, we're, we're, we're nearly over the yeah, line us
1: yeah they just hate they, west ham so much because we well, tough his, his, his lead didn't we in the when, when the mccloss goes they hate west ham but uh no it's true we had um oh yeah dan dan's written a whole book around that called the um dan hurley the greatest escape and it's all about that season it's just coming out i think in you know end of this month it's a good book to check out. So there we go. I'm just just putting a plug in there, but it's all about that season because everyone remembers that game, um, but they forget what a crazy season that season was. There was lots of really weird things that happened in that season. Um, quite quite funny, but uh, no, it's good, man. Um, what was I going to say? So if you put Carlitos in, um, who is the last last? Yep, last piece of this pie. Then? Uh, yeah, the
0: striker is uh, Dean Ashton. I bet you've heard that a lot. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's quite Yeah, I mean, Dino, Dino, Dino. It's a no-brainer, isn't it? I mean, if you know, yeah. looking back, uh, sort of from the, my sort of age group, um, he's the, the best out-and-out striker in our Premier League as well. Not just you know, not doing like hitting big goals in a Championship, but yeah. playing in the Premier League, playing a consistently high level. Um, he just absolutely had it all, didn't he? he could run. He, he had surprising pace um, for a fairly chunky player. Um, but he you know he could he could hold the ball up, he was strong in the air, he had good vision, he could play on his own. Um and he he, he just had it all and he's finished, he's, he's finished in his finish his his finishing's second to none. And I thought, you know, if he hadn't got the injury, he he would have gone on to he would have gone all the way to the top for I me. Mean, oh yeah. A long international career, um and uh, you know, Champions League and, and whatever else. I mean the sky was the limit really, you could see the quality. Um a, a friendly, but one of my memories of him against roma in a pre-season game um uh was, one, that all,
1: was that when they all was that when they all came was it, was it roma or was it napoli there was one where it all kicked off um that might be napoli anyway
0: yeah, it, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah it was a pre-season pre-season game um against roma i believe he was wearing the old white the old white shirt with the xl shorts yeah. and he picked the ball up not far past the halfway line no one anywhere near him he's out wide and just the pace just skinned the defender cut inside buried it and i, and I just thought where did that come from like you know for, for a big lad there was a pace skill to finish um and it's 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 criminal that he never went on to have the career that he, he deserved really
1: just a west Ham thing in it you know yeah. just so West Ham, we you know we get his guy and he he makes it get braces in the england squad we're all happy for him and then he gets hobbled by you know the smallest player i think ever to play for england or something ridiculous like that um it's just so West Ham, is it? And you're right. He had like he was the ideal striker. He was a complete striker. He was the most complete striker I think I've ever seen at the club. Yeah. Um, he could play. He had pace. He was strong enough to hold it up. He had a turn. He had enough pace to get past the defender. He could header. He could shoot. He was a clever. He had a clever brain. Um, And then, sure, Mark Phillips nubbles him,
0: and then he comes back for that for Mark Noble's testimonial and gets that gets that absolute. Yeah um i was right in front of me where i was sat and it was um it just, it just the, the ability was just so natural um yeah. he tried did he it just it just came naturally and um yeah like you said i think he's the best all-round striker i've i've ever seen at the oh, club without,
1: without a doubt without a doubt he was just a phenomenal player i thought he was great and and a nice bloke and again you know another one who's, who's gone into He's gone into sort of you know the the punditry, and I think he's a really honest pundit as well. I think he's a really really good pundit as well. So no, it's all good, man. And and that's and that's the eleven. That that's the eleven. We've we've done it, man. Um, that's been good. See, I, I told you, it's always an hour. Literally, always an hour. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, it's not like as it's not like an hour and forty like Dennis did. Um, but um, I wasn't really looking forward to <laughs> for an hour and forty of Dennis' blessing. But uh, no, it's really, really good, man. Um, Jeff, it's been lovely chatting to you. Really, really appreciate it. Thanks really much for yeah, your time.
0: Well, I Really enjoyed it, and um, I appreciate you having me on. It's been nice to uh, reminisce about a few yeah. of my heroes from the last. Well, I mean, re- realistically, the last twenty years because trying to you know pick players that I have clear memories of. Of, of enjoying their work and 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 reminiscing about some of the guys like like you know like tevez and and uh and Repka has been brilliant
1: of course no exactly and that that's what that's you know all you all the west Ham way and all the other they do all the, all the you know the, the topical stuff i do nostalgia that's my thing and it's uh it, it's good to look back and, and look and actually you know when not now because i think times times are well at the moment but when times are a bit tougher at west ham you think actually you know we've had some good times we've had some fun times and it's all it's all it's a circle of life it comes around again doesn't it and so you know that sort of glory years of the red nap era um you know of the intertotter cup and you know all those sort of things from fifth and things <laughs> could come again, could come again. Maybe not inside the cup, but that was that was a good night actually, Mets. But um, um hopefully, hopefully a bit a bit of Europa stuff will be nice and and we'll see what happens with the boys. But um no, I really, really appreciate your time, Jeff. And obviously I appreciate everyone for listening or watching, whether it's YouTube, Spotify, Apple iPod, whatever Apple iPod, Apple Podcast, um, whatever it is, give it a like, give it a share, and for myself and from Jeff. Take care, everyone. Stay safe. Wash those hands. Come on your wines, and we'll see you again very, very soon. Take care, everyone. Much love. Come on your irons. <laughs> see you later, guys. Take-
0: Network.
1: Plus.